The mission of our congregation is to deepen connections by nurturing spiritual growth, practicing justice, and inspiring joy. I love our mission statement. It seems to me to be specific enough to be action-oriented and far-reaching enough to be always aspirational. There are things that we know we can do, and we are always learning. This mission focuses our efforts in the present and calls us forth to explore and engage ever-opening possibility. How will we deepen connections? By nurturing spiritual growth. Now, we can talk about just what spiritual means, but my shorthand for today is that we pledge as best we can to nurture the capacity in ourselves and support the capacity in one another to be present to this existence we share, to be here, to notice, to respond compassionately, to reflect honestly, to discover untapped inner resources and share them with this community and with the world. There are things we can do to act upon this piece of our mission, and we will never be done engaging with it. There is no box next to it which we can check. Okay, we nurtured spiritual growth. What's next? No. It calls us forth. How will we deepen connections? By practicing justice. I remember as we created this mission statement, there was, not surprisingly, a desire to include justice as part of what we do and who we are and to include it in such a way that it was not theoretical or philosophical, but that it, in a sense, lived among us. And I love that you all came up with practicing, which holds what I think is a welcome humility. We are not only working for justice. We are not only speaking out for justice. We are also continually learning just what justice is, and then practicing what we have learned. It is not always clear what is just. It is not always easy to determine, and it can be challenging to stay true to what is just within our own community and in our own personal lives. And so we deepen connections by practicing justice, learning together, strengthening our skills. And again, there is no end. We do not come to a point where we can say, okay, we are justice experts now. What's next? It calls us forth. How will we deepen connections? By inspiring joy. Yes, joy. Our focus for today. I remember also as this congregation came together to fashion the words of our mission and covenant, there was a specific desire to include joy, 
which is why you have inspiring joy in our mission and celebrating our lives together in our covenant. Joy and celebration as central, beautiful, and important. You will notice, as we have been reviewing the principles and sources That joy is not mentioned anywhere within that document known as Article 2 of the Unitarian Universalist Association Bylaws. And if anything needs joy, it's bylaws, right? (laughs) Joy is not there. And I refuse to believe that it is because we Unitarian Universalists are a joyless lot. But what is it then? I quoted Brene Brown last week saying, sometimes we miss out on the bursts of joy because we're too busy chasing down extraordinary moments. And I would add a variation on that thought to say, sometimes we miss out on the bursts of joy because we're too busy carrying out important work. We... Unitarian Universalists, and quite possibly we humans, all too often don't view joy as a part of that work, but rather look forward to it as a reward for work completed. You see the problem with that? If we are talking about the other work set forth in our mission or inspired by our common principles, it is never ending. It is never completed. So if we are waiting for joy as a reward when we have completed our work, well, it has to be a part of the work, intertwined. Joy is about being present, being awake for our own lives. It is a way in which we deepen connections. And I want to thank you all for understanding that and being intentional about it. And so I asked you, all of you who received the weekly news, looking at this piece of our mission that calls us to inspire joy, I asked you to share with me what inspired joy in your lives. And we've shared a few responses thus far throughout the service. Misty's poem, Diana's photograph, Jim's artwork. And now I invite you to listen to a few more responses from your fellow congregants and to allow these reflections to open your own curiosity about what brings you joy and how you inspire joy. What inspires joy? Listen to this from Allison Ritger. What inspires joy in me? Watching Steph Curry and the Warriors basketball team play, I see joy in action. The team is just that. There are no ISO players who just want the ball all the time. They jump around, pass, care about each other doing well. No player appears to be just about himself. And, of course, there is Steph, so intent on playing, wrapped up in the game, looking to me, ego-free, 
and we know he has practiced and practiced can control his heart rate, and whether he is playing or sitting courtside cheering on his teammates, he is totally present. When I think about Steph Curry and the Warriors basketball team, I am inspired by joy. What inspires joy in you? Listen to these reflections from our youth group. What inspires joy? Teaching. Playing with children. Playing with animals. Walking on the beach. Buying myself flowers. Telling jokes. Paying attention to others' feelings and acknowledging them. Doing hobbies, gymnastics, playing tennis, smiling at others. What inspires joy for you? Really? I urge each person to explore that question. It's important. It is central to what we do and who we are. It is a part of nurturing spiritual growth. Now, it is said that Unitarian Universalists don't do guilt, but how many times, be honest now, how many times have you felt faced with all the pain and injustice in the world that you don't deserve to feel joyful? Am I right? I know that that feeling resides in me sometimes, a thought that is hiding out within me, and I need it to raise it to consciousness and ask myself, is this true? Do I need to deserve joy? More importantly, does my willful joylessness actually serve the world? Does my willful joylessness actually serve the world, because there are those wiser minds than I who would answer with an emphatic no, who would say, indeed, that joy is a part, too, of practicing justice. Unitarian Universalist ethicist Sharon Welsh writes, the wellspring of decency is loving this life in which people die People suffer, there are limits, and we make mistakes. The wellspring, then, of moral action is a deep affirmation of the joy, richness, and blessing that the world is. The ground of challenging injustice is gratitude, the heartfelt desire to honor the wonder of that which is, to cherish and celebrate, to delight in the many gifts and joys of life. Let me repeat that. The ground of challenging injustice is the heartfelt desire to honor the wonder of that which is, to celebrate, to delight in the many gifts and joys of life. You heard it in the responses from members of this congregation. What inspires joy? People who care about each other doing well. Paying attention to others' feelings and acknowledging them. 
joy in developing our own skills, finding joy in the work, telling jokes. My goodness, yes. What? Where would we be without a sense of humor? Doing hobbies, noticing and describing the wonder of that which is. Playing tennis, playing with animals, playing with children, playing. The mission of our congregation is to deepen connections by inspiring joy. It is central. It is a part of nurturing spiritual growth and a part of practicing justice. And it is right there at the heart of this congregation's life and its work and play in the world. May we continue to pay attention to the many ways that joy can find us. May we continue to open ourselves to the possibility of joy so that we don't miss out on those small, beautiful bursts. May we cherish, celebrate, and delight in the many gifts and joys of life, knowing that it does not hinder, but rather can motivate our work toward peace, liberty, and justice for all. So may it be, and now let us sing.